Welcome to the Coffee Buzz. I'm Brad, your humble host. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, man, today is just one of those days where I'm drinking my regular brew. It's the Lavazza. I've been. This is the house brew here at the Coffee Buzz Studios, and it is. Sometimes it just sort of gets redundant, right? But other days, I will drink this coffee, and it's like it's a whole new experience. I don't know if I'm making it differently. It doesn't taste necessarily stronger than my normal ones, but there's just some days where it just hits me. And uh, today's one of those days. I was uh, I was at Lowe's yesterday. There's a, there's a ton of things in my old house that need replacing. It's like a never-ending supply of things, right? And I've never really been the, the fix-it guy when it comes to home improvement type stuff. But, um, you know, with the assistance of YouTube, I'm finding I can do some, some basic stuff. And uh, up this week in the rotation was the, um, had to change out the, the faucet on one of my on my bathtubs it's just got that little you know that little drip this thing's probably 20 years old it's, it needed to be replaced when i moved in but at any rate i finally got around to it um and start taking the thing apart uh and i realized i have the wrong size because you know nothing is standard these days if you get a, a, a faucet you you probably word to the wise you might want to take it apart before you go buy your, your new one. But so I, I had to go back in and, and return something to Lowe's, which uh, this faucet to Lowe's, which is, uh, I'll be honest, not one of my favorite activities. You know, I was already kind of dreading it, you know, going in, it's like two o'clock on a Saturday. And, um, you know, there's just a certain um, personality type that you will encounter if you're in Texas, and you're going to Lowe's. Uh, not everybody in there is like this, but there are, there are some people that are just uh, defiantly unmasked, you know, which if somebody doesn't want to wear a mask, I am not going to try to call them out or, or give them any commentary. Like, that's your business. You do you. But um, there's this type of personality, though, this person that will be in Lowe's just waiting for, for someone to kind of antagonize them, you know? Like you can just see the look in their eyes, the stance that they have. And so I, I was already kind of apprehensive about doing this, but I'm like, man, it doesn't fit. I, I really want to get the right size if they have it. So I go in and, you know, you have to get corralled through the customer service desk, right? Because that's where all the returns and the complaints happen. And as soon as I walk in, I see a lady at the front counter, and uh, she is just berating the uh, the person, the uh, the customer service uh, person there, trying to help everybody. Apparently, she had received this uh, pre-approval email. You know, we all get those. You're approved. Come buy anything that you want in our store. And then when maybe you get there, it's, you know, you still got to go through a few more hoops. And uh, I don't know at what stage this lady was at, but she was, you know, very passionate about getting uh, this line of credit established and being able to, to do what she needed to do, right? 
And uh, I guess there was a mix-up, you know, because the the customer service rep didn't have that. And uh, it just, you could just feel the tension in the air, like as soon as I walked in. And so it's just, it's uh, quickly escalating. You know, she, she started even asking for the manager. Yeah, that's how bad it was getting. She's like, you, you clearly don't know what you're doing. You know, you've, I've got this pre-approval here on my phone. It's in an email that I'm approved. And, uh, yeah, the, the lady behind the, de- the, the counter was like, I'm sorry, ma'am, not seeing it here. And at this point, the customer is just reaching a boiling point. She says, look at the damn phone. And she throws it at this person. I mean, not she didn't hit her, but it was uh, very aggressive. And this, while this is all going on, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in, uh, I just walk in the door and I kind of get in the line. There's two people, you know, there at the customer service area, two employees. And, uh, but as time goes on, this, this line just sort of morphs into like an amoeba and, and there's nobody really knowing who's next. You know, everyone is just in this mode, like I want to be next. (laughs) And so, um, I see this lady kind of uh, behind the irate customer and, uh, and she just looks like this is really stressing her out. You know, you can tell like this is she she wants to be there even less than I do. And so I, uh, I, I think I don't know if she got there first. I got there first or whatever. But, you know, as uh, we're kind of looking at each other to see who's next, uh, I just kind of go, you know what? Yeah, you've been here a while. Why don't, why don't you just go ahead? ahead of me and the irate lady kind of just turns back to me and there was like this look on her face like oh my god this guy just did something nice to this random person and it like it changed her whole mood um suddenly we all started helping this lady because all she needed was to find the amazon locker um so everyone kind of told her, oh, just go over there, scan your phone, you know, you're good. And as soon as she was taken care of, the 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 really mad lady turns to me and said, you know what, you just go ahead. I said, no, no, it's cool, it's Saturday. Uh, I'm, just, uh, I'm just hanging out, you know, take care of your business. She says, no, no, really, you go ahead. I'm gonna go outside, see if I can get a signal and pull up this, this email. And uh, it was bizarre. Like, uh, I did not expect, like, my random act of kindness to kind of, um, to, to affect anybody. Uh, you know, I was just kind of observing the room and said, you know, we, we need to lighten this up a little bit. And uh, I really just felt bad for the lady that was just looking for the Amazon locker. And, um, but it was really bizarre to me, you know, how just some simple, simple act of kindness just changed the whole vibe. And who knows? Maybe I'm over appraising the situation here, but uh, I like to think of it like, uh, you know, I was, I like to think of it like kindness is magic, right? And I, I, I got the chance to be the magician this time. It reminds me of a podcast I listen to a lot, the Glenn Think Stuff podcast. Last week on his show, uh, he made a comment. He said, uh, I'm just the guy that's happy to be at the party. And, you know, what he meant by that is just that uh, 
no matter what the present moment is, you know, if it's uh, stressful, if it's happy, if it's uh, sad, whatever, just try to be the guy that's happy to be at the party, you know? And I strive to be that person. I don't always succeed, but man, that's a, uh, I loved that, that sentiment and it uh, kind of sticks with me. So thank you, Glenn, for that. I'll link his, uh, his podcast in the show notes. You got to check that out. He's a, he's a, he's a character. He's always got a good story for you. Uh, but I think that's one of the ways that, uh, that we can live a long, fruitful life. And, uh, you know, that's my goal. I, I want to live to be 100. And uh, today I want to talk about some of my uh, bro science ways to do that. And uh, I know that bro science is really more of a term for bodybuilding, but I'm trying to kind of expand the, uh, the meaning because I love the term. You know, it's one of those things that you feel like it's true, even though you don't have scientific evidence to back it up. And um, I mean, I don't have scientific facts all the time. I'm just kind of shooting from the hip. Even if I do find a study that happens to agree with my point of view, it's not like I'm going to go out and verify it. I'm not going to 75 of my friends to do a double blind trial, you know, to uh, prove that that masks help <laughs> prevent people from getting sick. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to accept in faith what science has. Well, that's kind of where I'm going with this today. You know, I've got these methods that I use because I'll, I'll be honest, you may have picked up on this by now, but I'm kind of an oddball. You know, I do some weird things. Uh, and uh, I do them in an attempt to, um, again, you know, that, uh, that goal. And I, I think I've had this goal for five years now, ever since my daughter was born. I want to live to be 100 because I'm, a, I'm kind of an old first-time dad. And so want to want to be around on this crazy earth as long as possible. And, you know, I talk a lot about the Wim Hof method. But I really do think that it's one of those ways that we can prolong our longevity. Do I have any science or, you know, do I have any studies to back this up? No. That's why it's bro science. But recently I was doing a Wim Hof and I found this video where he, instead of the 30 breath repetitions before the hold, he does 60. And so I'm doing these. And you're basically hyperventilating for a brief period of time. I believe that the the, uh, the technical term is intermittent hypoxia, you know, where you suspend your your breathing. But when you're when I'm doing these sixty breaths, you know, to get up to the breath hold where I normally do just thirty, I feel like I'm gonna pass out. You know, I I really do. And about the time where I'm like, oh man, I I, uh, I don't know if I can make this. Like it's, uh, I, I'm probably going to just pass out here. Uh, this Wim Hof, this crazy bastard, he's like, if you start feeling lightheaded, just go into it. Breathe harder. Yeah, he says, intensify it. I mean, I didn't want to pass out, but, you know, I do want to uh, push myself in this endeavor. And of course, another uh, part of the Wim Hof method is the, the cold the cold showers or ice baths, things like that. It's not, my cold showers right now in the middle of the summer are not that cold. So I had been using um, my 
mesh bag to do what I call an ice shower. Put the ice in the mesh bag, put it over the uh, the shower head, and and go that way. And um, recently, I sort of been uh, shying away from that. I'm like, man, it's I that's really really cold. I don't want to do that today. And so I would just do a cold shower, right? And I kind of got lazy over the last couple of weeks. It's just been cold shower, no ice. And I've noticed that my irritability is kind of like creeping back in. And I'm like, man, dude, I guess I'm just going to have to freeze the crazy out of me. Um, because that's, that's what this cold does to me. Like the biggest, I guess, benefit is the mental aspects of it. I know that there is a lot of, again, bro science, um, things that happen when you get into the cold as far as your body and triggering your immune system. But for me, the biggest part of uh, the biggest aspect of this is just sort of that calmness that I kind of can, att- that I can attain through, through the, uh, through the cold showers. And what's really interesting is, uh, you know, when I do any of the Wim Hof method while I'm in a fasted state, like if I'm doing a breathing exercise and I haven't eaten yet, after I'm done, I can feel that I am a lot more hungry. It's almost like I've ran, you know, uh, like a few miles. It just burns a lot of calories. Um, fasting is one of those things that I have I've sort of experimented with over the years. And um, this is another one where I think they may have done some studies with rats or something along the way. Always the rats, right? Um, but apparently they live longer with food scarcity than with just all the food they can eat. And this kind of goes back to once when I was at the vet and it was early on uh, after I got one of my dogs and I was asking the vet, you know, how do I, how do I make this, this dog live as long as possible? Right? Like I just want to have a dog as long as I can. Um, I feel like dogs don't live long enough in my mind. I, I want them to live like a parrot, you know, like live 50, 60, 75 years. But unfortunately, that's not the case. So the vet told me, and this has always stuck with me, he said, uh, if you want your dog to live long, keep him on the skinny side of normal. And I thought, well, if, it, if that works for a dog, it probably works for a human too. And it kind of goes into my... One of the reasons that I fast, it's just an easy way to kind of stay at my ideal weight. And so for me, what that looks like is I usually stop eating around uh, eight or nine o'clock at night, and then I won't have another meal until like, I don't know, three in the afternoon. So it's not crazy. I've got my friend Jimmy, he can go like days without, uh, without eating. And uh, I'm not quite there yet. Um, but maybe one day, maybe one day I can try that. One of the hardest things that our bodies do is digestion of food. You know, that's why after like a big meal, you just want to go like sit down and rest, you know, because your body is working super hard to, to break down all that food. And so my theory is the least amount that I can give it to achieve, to, to sustain myself uh, the better, the better, the less miles I'm going to put on this, on this meat bag of a body I have. Yeah. It's just like less miles on the car, right? I'm just not going to drive it around as much. Hopefully, you know, I still have a weakness for, uh, you know, 
burritos that weigh like three pounds. So, you know, you got to occasionally have a little bit of fun. But I, I do think that fasting is one of those ways that um, I'm going to get to be 100. I think one thing that's overlooked a lot in um, our hustle culture, and I know this is going to fly in the face of a lot of folks as far as the, the conventional wisdom out there right now, but um, sleep. I think that is one of the, it's treated almost like a commodity, you know, like if, uh, and I get all the, I get it, like working hard, making your dreams happen, but it seems like a lot of people uh, are just mortgaging their sleep for, uh, to try to make something. And I, I understand, you know, there's uh, been times that I've been sleep deprived on this podcast because I'm trying to get it out and whatnot. And uh, I could probably release them a lot more regularly if I wasn't so uh, attached to my, you know, seven to nine hours of sleep. Um, but I think it's uh, huge because I watch videos of people that are 100 and they always ask me, like, how did, you know, what is your secret? And one of the recurring things that they say is getting a good night's sleep. Um, I know I feel better when I have a good night's sleep. Um that's probably why I was so nice at Lowe's. I had a good night's sleep, you know, the night before. You just have more patience, more uh, more happiness. You're just a happier person, you know, if you're, if you're well-rested. I'm a big fan of physical activity. I think that's another way to, uh, to stay at your, at your prime. Um, I heard someone say once, you know, the secret to not getting old is to, uh, to not let the old person in. You know, that's, that's what I'm trying to do when I go for my runs and, uh, you know, my hikes. I'm trying to outrun the old man that is attempting to catch me. <laughs> you just got to keep that old gold guy out. Stay back. Um, and I, I really, I think just walking, you know, is, uh, is perfectly fine for physical activity. You know, if you're called to go to the gym and to, to get ripped and do all that, that's awesome in that count or if you do crossfit or or you climb mountains or you do ultra marathons like those are all amazing things but really just walking for 30 minutes a day um in terms of longevity can be uh huge again uh don't have a study for you but it's bro science just go with it now this next one i don't want to say is my silver bullet but i think it is a uh, big factor and me living to be 100. And that is being on a plant-based diet. Um, I've been on this now for five years, I guess, a little longer than five years. And, you know, people always like, oh man, don't you miss eating dairy, eating meat? And I, I guess I did for like the first three weeks. But after that, like I started feeling so good that it just, I didn't miss that stuff anymore, especially with all the the uh, food products that are out there. You know, the alternatives that are available, you know, black bean burgers and the impossible burger and all the all the ice cream and dairies that are plant-based, the uh, plant-based products now. There's a huge number of those. But for me, even that stuff is not, you know, a, a way to get it to 100. I think... Uh, just keeping it simple, whole foods, like whole plant-based foods. And I don't eat like that all the time. I try to follow that 80-20 rule 
Sometimes it's more like 65, 35. But um, when I'm doing it right, 80, 20, where what I'm eating is just broccoli, potatoes, um, brown rice, things like that. Just very simple. It's a, It's one of those things, you know, that the food we eat is not just the building blocks for cells, right? It, the old saying of you are what you eat. It's true, but it's kind of oversimplified. You know, the, the food that we eat, it's information. It's a download to our body, and it plays our DNA like a symphony. You know, um, the food is sort of like the conductor. It comes in, and it turns genes on and off based on the information that it has. And it can either turn on genes of wellness or it can turn on genes of disease. Basically, everything that we eat either is putting us on the path of health or the path of disease. There's a book out called The Blue Zones. And what, what they're talking about, it's all about these uh, areas of the world that have the highest concentration of people that live over 100 and there's not very many of them that they talk about, but the, the two that stand out, there's uh, Okinawa in Japan has one of the highest concentrations. And if you look at their diet, it is like 80% fruits and vegetables. I mean, they have some also some whole grains in there, but a vast majority of their diet just comes from vegetables and grains. I think like 1% of their diet is like meat and dairy. So to me, that correlates into if I eat a plant-based diet, the statistics, the odds are I have a better chance of living to be 100. Lithuania is another one. You know, they've got a high concentration of people that live to be 100. And again, the, the meat and dairy is like less than 1% for them. It's very, very rare. And not to mention just the environmental impact. Um, I used to tell people, take the seven-day vegan challenge. I recorded an episode called that. And um, I, it's been, that episode's like three years, oh no, I think that episode's like two years old now. And when I listen back to it, I think it's maybe not the best advice. I don't think people should take a seven-day vegan challenge anymore. I think if you know you're looking to get a healthier life, just cut out beef, you know, just take out that one thing. Because not only is it like horrible for us, um, but if it, but it's also horrible for the planet. It, um, you know, like clear, like a football field of rainforest every day, just to graze cattle. And uh, I don't think it's any mistake or coincidence that, <laughs> You know, the food that is the most inefficient and hurts us the most also hurts the planet the most, too. You know, we're, uh, it takes so much water just to produce like one hamburger versus like, you know, a bowl of rice or a bowl of vegetables. You know, the water and the land involved in that, um, it's, it's insurmountable. Uh, I don't have studies, but this part to not bro science, <laughs> you can look it up. Um, a good uh, a good documentary for that's what the health that's uh that was that was an eye opener for me well thank you for listening to me ramble on about my 
various ways I'm trying to live to be 100. Uh, you can check out the show notes. I'll have all the ways that you can contact me. The uh, If you want to reach out to me on the anti-social media, it's uh, the Coffee Buzz PC. That's most of my handles on Twitter, um, Instagram, and, uh, and TikTok. Also, I mentioned Glenn Think Stuff podcast before. Check the show notes. I've got a link to his show along with a lot of other uh, podcasts that I really enjoy. So um, after you get done listening to this one, check out one of those. Glenn Think Stuff is a uh, great place to start. Well, thanks so much for listening. If you'd like to reach out to me, do so at the Coffee Buzz Podcast at gmail.com. And I will talk to you next time.